bestbookbits.com presents No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline by Brian Tracy, published in 2010. Most people think success comes from good luck or enormous talent, but many successful people achieve their accomplishments in a simpler way, through self-discipline. No Excuses, show you how you can achieve success in all three major areas of your life, including your personal goals, business and money goals, and overall happiness. Each of the 21 chapters in the book shows you how to be more disciplined in one aspect of your life. With these guidelines, you can learn how to be more successful in everything you do instead of wishfully envying others you think are just luckier than you. A little self-discipline goes a long way. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline. Introduction. Someday I'll, approximately 80% of the population lives on it. Someday I'll do that. Someday I'll do this. But they never do it. Excusitis has become a real disease. Losers make excuses. Winners make progress. The first step to become successful, vote yourself off the island. No more excuses. Self-discipline is considered the most important characteristic in becoming successful. It is the ability to do what you should do when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. You must have it to resist the lure of excuses. Self-discipline can also be defined by self-mastery or self-control. It is also linked with your self-esteem. The more you practice self-mastery and self-control, the more you like and value yourself. Your sense of self-respect and personal pride increases. The law of least resistance says that people invariably seek the fastest and easiest way to get the things they want right now, with little or no control for the long-term consequences of their behavior. People in general do what is easy and fun, rather than what is necessary for success. The law of least resistance is therefore the worst enemy of success. Most successful people are long-term thinkers. Most successful people are long-term thinkers. They look into the future as far as they can to determine the kind of people they want to become and the goals they want to achieve. They then come back to the present and determine the things that they have to do now to achieve their desired futures. Bad habits are easy to form, but hard to live with. Good habits are hard to form, but easy to live with. Everything is hard before it's easy, Gothay said. All good habits are learnable. 2. The chapters explained. Chapter 1. Self-discipline and success. The elevator to success is out of order, but the stairs are always open. The first thing you should do is to determine how you yourself define success. If we're able to make your life perfect in every way, how would it look like? H.L. Hunt, a great oil man, lists three requirements for success. First, decide exactly what it is you want in life. Second, determine the price you're going to have to pay to get the things you want. And third, resolve to pay that price. What distincts successful from unsuccessful people is that they are willing to pay that price, no matter what. The law of cause and effect says that if you want to achieve success in any area, you must determine how success is achieved in that area and then practice those skills and activities repeatedly until you achieve the same results. It is therefore important to continuously Keep learning from experts and other successful people in order to achieve the success you desire. Chapter 2, Self-Discipline and Character Hold yourself responsible for a higher standard than anyone else expects of you. 
The person you are today, your innermost character, is the sum total of all your choices and decisions in life up to this date. You are a choosing organism. You are a choosing organism. You are constantly making choices. Every choice you make is a statement about your true values and priorities. The payoff for becoming a person of character is tremendous. When you choose the higher value over the lower, the more difficult over the easy, the right over the good, you feel good about yourself. Your self-esteem increases, you like and respect yourself more, and you'll have a bigger sense of personal pride. Even more, others will start respecting and admiring you. Doors will open for you. Basically, there are three parts of your personality. Your self-ideal, your self-image, and your self-esteem. Your self-ideal is the part of your mind that is composed of values, virtues, ideals, goals, aspirations, and your idea of the very best person that you can possibly be. Successful people are very clear about who they are and what they believe, their values. They're not confused or indecisive, but firm and resolute when it comes to any decision in which a value is involved. Your self-image is your inner mirror. Your self-image is your inner mirror. It is the way we see and think about ourselves. When you see yourself as calm, positive, truthful, and possessed of high character, you'll behave with a great strength and personal power. Your self-esteem is how much you like yourself. It is the way you feel about yourself, your emotional core. The more you see yourself as a valuable and important person, the more positive and optimistic you'll be. And the more you like yourself, the more you like others, and the more they like you in return. It's a vicious cycle. Part of being successful is acting in a way that is consistent with your highest values. If you do that, you'll feel good about yourself. When you compromise your values, you'll feel bad about yourself. But remember, living in consistency with your values asks tremendous willpower and self-discipline. Chapter 3. Self-discipline and responsibility. Your ability and willingness to discipline yourself to accept personal responsibility are essential to happiness, health, success, and personal leadership. You are in charge and in the driver's seat. It's up to you to accept complete responsibility for your financial situation, your family situation, your health, and your emotions. Accept 100% responsibility for everything you are and everything you become. Never complain, never blame others, persons, or things that happen. Even for the response to unexpected events, you still are responsible. Chapter 4, Self-Discipline and Goals. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Setting goals and making plans is about taking time to decide what you really want in each area of your life. Apparently only 3% of the adults have written goals and plans, and this 3% earns more than all the other 97% put together. Why? Because if you have a clear goal and a plan to achieve it, you therefore have a track to run on every single day. You don't get sidetracked by distractions, getting lost, or going astray. The funny thing is that people think they have goals. Meanwhile, what they really have are hopes and wishes. Writing down your goals, making plans to accomplish them, and then working on those goals daily increases the likelihood of achieving those goals and the probability of being successful. 
Your brain typically has a success mechanism and a failure mechanism. The failure mechanism is the temptation to follow the path of least resistance and functions almost automatically. The success mechanism, however, is triggered by a goal. When you decide on a goal, you override the failure mechanism and this can change the direction of your life. The seven-step method for achieving your goals. Decide exactly what you want. Write it down. Set a deadline for your goal. Make a list of everything you think of that you could possibly do to achieve your goal. Determine the obstacles and difficulties you'll have to overcome. Decide on the additional skills and knowledge you'll need to achieve your goal. Think of the people who can help you achieving your goal. Make clear everything you have to do to achieve your goal. Organize your list by both sequence and priority. Take action on your plan immediately. Do something that every day that moves you in the direction of your major goal. And chapter five, self-discipline and personal excellence. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Your most precious financial asset is your earning ability. Your primary source of cash in life. You can develop that asset throughout your life. In fact, your earning ability is like a muscle. You can train it by continuously working on yourself every day, week, month, and upgrading your knowledge and skills. Or you can neglect it, and then it becomes weak. To earn more means to learn more. Almost every important skill is learnable. You can learn anything you need to learn to achieve any goal you would want to achieve. Each time you learn and practice a new skill, your earning ability increases. To become a master in your field, you have to strive for personal excellence by learning things every day. This includes learning from top people in that particular field, cause and effect. Analyze what they do, which characteristics they have, how they organize their days, how they walk, talk, behave, etc. Follow the leaders, not the followers. Follow the leaders, not the followers. The 3% formula says that you should try to invest 3% of your income into yourself. For example, if your annual income is $50,000, you should invest $1,500 back into yourself in order to maintain and upgrade your knowledge and skills. Brian Tracy furthermore lists three simple steps to become the best in your field. Read 60 minutes in your field each day. Listen to educational audio programs in your car. Attend courses and seminars in your field regularly. To become a master in your field, you'll need approximately 7 years or 10,000 hours of hard work. Talent is highly overrated. On average, you'll need 2 extra hours a day in order to move from average performance to superior performance at whatever you choose to do. Watching television can make you poor. Watching television can make you poor. The average adult watches about 5 hours of television each day. This is obnoxious. Psychologists have proved that the more television you watch, the lower your levels of self-esteem. You start disrespecting yourself after several hours of television. In addition, you gain weight and become physically unfit. To conclude, your television can make you rich, but only if you turn it off. Instead, use the free time you have to work on yourself and becoming a better, smarter, and more competent person. Chapter 6, Self-Discipline and Courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is the control of fear. 
Everyone is afraid. This is natural and normal. Fear is often necessary to preserve life, prevent injury, and guard against financial mistakes. The most common fear is the fear of failure or loss. At the same time, fear often stops us from taking action and achieving great things. The difference between a brave person and a coward is that a brave person disciplines himself to confront, deal with, and act in spite of the fear, while the coward allows himself to be dominated and controlled by the fear. A useful manner to overcome fear is called act as if method. You walk, talk, and act exactly as you would if you were completely unafraid in a particular situation. Aristotle's taught that you can develop a certain quality by acting as if you already had the quality in every situation where it is called for. In modern terms, this is called fake it until you make it. The law of reversibility says if you feel a certain way, you will act in a matter consistent with that feeling. So if you feel unafraid, you will act accordingly. Psychologists have found out that some of the fears are bundled together in the subconscious mind. It seems that the fear of rejection is bundled together with the fear of public speaking. So when you would master public speaking, your fear of rejection would disappear as well. In life, you need two types of courage. First, you need the courage to take action. This means to go all in without any guarantee of success and a high probability of failure in the short term. The second type of courage is the courageous patience or staying power. This is the ability to hang in there and continue working and fighting after you've gone all in and before you've seen any results or rewards. Chapter 7, Self-Discipline and Persistence. Beware of endowing to become a great man in a hurry. One such attempt in 10,000 may succeed. Persistence is self-discipline in action. The ability to persist in the face of all setbacks and temporary failures is essential to success in life. Persistence is also linked with your self-esteem. Each time you persist and force yourself to continue on, your self-esteem goes up. You will feel happier and better about yourself. Your ability to persist can be increased by optimism. The confidence in yourself to eventually succeed. Look for the good in every situation. Seek the valuable lesson in every difficulty. In life, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. All that matters is how many times you get back up. If you consistently get back up, you must eventually reach your goal. Chapter 8, Self-Discipline and Work. Among top executives, the two most important qualities during work are the ability to set priorities and work on high-value tasks, the ability to get the job done quickly and well. The average employee wastes around 50% of his or her time on non-work-related activities, such as chit-chatting with co-workers, long lunch and coffee breaks, surfing on the internet, reading the newspaper, etc. Brian Tracy argues that it is really necessary to separate the relevant from the irrelevant. The Pareto principle can even be applied in this case. 80% of the value of what you accomplish comes from 20% of your tasks. Your goal is to identify those tasks and concentrate on doing them well. The law of three helps you in this prioritizing goal. It basically comes down to making a list of all the things you would do in one week from Monday till the end of the week. Afterwards, you would ask yourself which of the three things, activities, tasks that contribute the most value to the company. These three primary things should contribute around 80 to 90% of value to the company. Your task is to identify them and discipline yourself to do them all day long. 
you will always be surrounded by people that draw you away from doing the things that are most important. They are usually time wasters themselves. Try to avoid them. The key is to really work all the time you are at work. This takes tremendous self-discipline. You must consistently fight against distractions and interruptions so you can get back to the essential work. A simple three-part formula for success at work might be come in a little earlier, work a little harder, and stay a little later. Chapter 9, Self-Discipline and Leadership. Simply put, a leader is someone who takes responsibility for results. You become a leader when you develop a clear vision for yourself and for your company, your life, or your area of responsibility. A leader has the ability to project forward into the future and develop a clear picture of where they want them or their organization to go. As a leader, you should discipline yourself to be a role model. Everyone is watching you and doing and saying things based on your behavior. Becoming a leader, therefore, requires special responsibility. It is the responsibility to discipline and control your words and behaviors in such a way that you bring about the best possible results for your organization or for other people. Self-control is a major requirement for becoming a leader. Self-control is a major requirement for becoming a leader. Only if you prove to others that you're in complete control of yourself, they'll develop confidence to put you in that leadership position. Therefore, a leader should be reliable, calm, positive, and relaxed, no matter what is happening. Chapter 10, Self-Discipline and Business. The first law in economics is scarcity. This means that there is never enough of anything for everyone who wants it. More specific, there are never enough customers for you to sell everything you want to sell. There are never enough sale revenues and profits to achieve all financial goals, and there are never enough good people to work with to help achieve your business goals. Therefore, the first law in business is competition. Tremendous discipline is required to attract the scarce money of customers toward purchasing your product or service. You must compete for that scarce money of customers by offering a product that they want, need, and will pay for. Be clear about your competitive advantage and your unique selling proposition, USP. What it is about your product or service that makes it superior and more valuable for a customer than other similar products or services. When you are a new business person or starting a new business, you will be wrong a lot. It is not unusual for the entrepreneur to be wrong 80 to 90% of the time in the beginning of his career. It requires self-discipline to face the possibility of being wrong in your most cherished assumptions and beliefs. That's why, as an entrepreneur, you have to do your homework before committing to the business. Create a business plan and study carefully every aspect of your business. Try to test your assumptions rather than jumping into it and hoping for the best. The purpose of a business is not to make a profit, but to offer value and therefore creating and keeping customers. Profits are just a result of creating and keeping a sufficient number of customers. The key to long-term profitability is recommendations and referrals. Tremendous self-discipline is needed to make customers satisfied. This means that they buy from you, then buy again, and then recommend you to their friends. Equals referral business. Chapter 11, Self-Discipline and Sales. Nothing happens until a sale takes place. Sales are highly related with business, success, or failure. The biggest obstacle in obtaining a successful sales career is the fear of rejection. So many salespeople start to engage in displacement activities 
to avoid being rejected, such as making fewer calls, checking the internet, chatting with co-workers, shuffling paperwork, etc. Keep in mind that a salesperson is only working when he or she is ear-to-ear on the phone or face-to-face with someone who can and will buy within a reasonable period of time. Prospects. The key in sales is to spend more time with better prospects. Discipline yourself to call on or see more prospects. When you increase the number of customer contacts, you increase the number of sales. This is the law of probabilities. You have two responsibilities when it comes to achieving success in sales. Never run out of prospects. Always have more prospects to call on than you have time during the day. Study, read, listen to audio programs, and upgrade your skills in prospecting, presenting, and closing sales. Remember that all sales skills are learnable. A successful salesman is optimistic and positive, eliminating the fear of rejection. In that way, he or she can call up prospects continuously without losing enthusiasm. Chapter 12, Self-Discipline and Money. The major reason for financial failure is not the low amount of money that is earned, it is the lack of self-discipline and the inability to delay short-term gratification. Most people have the tendency to spend everything they earn in the short term. Our tendency to associate spending with happiness goes back to a conditioned response in our childhood. Whenever we received money as a child, we spent it on candy. That was what made us happy. Nowadays, money equals enjoyment. The very first thing you can think about when you earn money is how you spend it in order to feel that short-term high, happiness or other pleasure. Our task is to rewire our responses about money and start associating happiness with saving money. Open a financial freedom account and save money. Think long-term. The very act of disciplining yourself to save money will make you feel stronger and more in control of your life. The saying, it takes money to make money, makes sense. The higher the amount of your financial freedom account grows, the more money and opportunities you'll have to deploy those funds intelligently so you can yield an even higher rate of return. Financial advisors suggest that you save around 15 to 20% of your income to gain financial independence in the future. To realize this gradually, the 1% formula can be used. This method suggests that you start saving 1% of your income and learn to live on the other 99%. Each month you increase the saving level by 1%, so by the end of the year you'll have saved around 10% of your income. Chapter 13, Self-Discipline and Time Management. You can't save time, but you can spend it differently. Brian Tracy suggests to always spend time on what you most value. It is by looking at how you spend your time that you know what it is really important to you. Time management is the ability to choose the sequence of events. By exerting self-discipline, you can choose what to do first, second, and not at all. You always have the choice. A lack of self-discipline in time management leads to procrastination. A lot of people procrastinate their top high-value tasks continually and instead waste their time on tasks of low or no value. Time management is about setting priorities and sticking to them. A simple time management system to overcome procrastination is the ABCDE method. Each day, you start by making a list of everything you have to do that day. Actually, it's even better to make a list the evening beforehand. Afterwards, you apply this method. A. Must do. Serious consequences for non-completion. B. Should do. Mild consequences 
stupid doing or not doing. And C, nice to do. No consequence whether you do it or not. And D, delegate. E, eliminate. Stop all tasks and activities that are no longer essential for you. Look at all the activities or tasks on your list and then write an A, B, C, D or E next to it before you start. You can even rank A tasks, for example, by writing A1, A2, A3 and so on. Same for B and C. The rule, never do a B task when you have an A task left undone. Always start with a high value task. It takes tremendous self-discipline to select and work on your most important task. Do it. You'll feel like a winner when you eventually complete it. Always ask yourself, what is the most valuable use of my time right now? What is the most valuable use of my time right now? Your ability to organize your life and to select your highest priority is a key measure of your intelligence and effectiveness. Chapter 14, Self-Discipline and Problem Solving. Life can be described as a continuous succession of problems like waves of the ocean. They never stop. Therefore, in order to be successful in life, you have to be able to solve those problems effectively. Top people are good at solving problems. They are solution-orientated. In order to solve a problem, Brian Tracy suggests to keep your mind clear. Whenever a problem occurs, this means that you have to discipline yourself to stay cool and unemotional. It will enable you to think more clearly, to analyze the situation objectively, and to make better decisions. The moment you become upset or angry about it, your neurocortex or thinking brain shuts down and the paleocortex or emotional brain takes over. This makes you think in terms of black and white, yes or no, or doing something or doing nothing. You miss out on thinking in shades of gray. You miss all different possible ways to deal with the problem effectively. Effective problem solving comes with nine steps. Take the time to define the problem clearly. What exactly is the problem? Ask yourself, is it really a problem? Ask yourself, what else is the problem? Try to define the problem in several ways in order to find the best solutions. Ask yourself, how did this problem occur? What is the cause? Can I define all possible solutions? Which is the best solution at this time? Make a decision. Assign responsibility. Set a measure for the decision. What are you trying to accomplish with the decision? And how will you measure results? Chapter 15, Self-Discipline and Happiness. Happiness comes with self-discipline and control. The law of control says that you feel happy to the degree to which you are in control of your life. Psychologists call this the locus of control. Unhappiness basically arrives when you feel controlled by outside circumstances. Therefore, a distinction can be made between your internal locus of control, happy, and external locus of control, unhappy. You have an internal locus of control when you feel that you are in charge. You make your own decisions and happens to you in a life is largely determined by yourself. On the other hand, you have an external locus of control when you are not in control or when you have little ability to direct your own life. So decide today to take complete charge of your life and become happy. Happiness is often a byproduct that comes to you when you're engaging in doing something that you really enjoy. The five ingredients of happiness among Brian Tracy. Health and energy. Only with a continuous flow of energy and a pain-free health can we be truly happy. Happy relationships. 
Man is a social animal. Man is a social animal. Aristotle once said that 85% of your happiness will come from your relations with other people. Meaningful work. Happiness requires doing the things that keep us active and engaged and gives us a sense of fulfillment. It's about making a contribution of some kind. Financial independence. Work toward financial freedom throughout your life. The happiest people are still those who don't need to worry about money. Self-actualization. This is the feeling that you are becoming everything you were capable of becoming. Chapter 16. Self-discipline and personal health. Your number one goal for yourself should be to live as long and as well as you possibly can. This requires tremendous self-discipline and health habits. The seven key health habits include eat regularly, rather than starving, fasting or gorging. Eat lightly. Overeating makes you sluggish and tired, whereas eating lightly makes you feel healthy and alert. Don't snack between meals. Exercise regularly. The ideal is 30 minutes a day or 200 minutes per week doing walking, running, swimming or using exercising equipment. Wear a seatbelt. Most common cause of premature death is traffic accidents. Don't smoke. Drink alcohol in moderation. Amans Tracy, excellent health is a combination of proper weight. Requires regular exercise and a proper diet. An ideal diet based on lean source proteins, fruits and vegetables and lots of water. Regular exercise. Do aerobic exercise. Walking, running, cycling, swimming, etc. for a long life. The exercise effect usually clicks in about 25 minutes of exercise. This is when endorphins are released by your brain. It can be addictive. Good rest. Sleep around 8 hours a day plus take breaks, vacations and weekends off. Positive attitude. Stay optimistic and you'll live longer. Brian Tracy also talks about avoiding the three white poisons. Sugar. No candy, cake, pastries, desserts, soft drinks, canned fruit, etc. Salt. Too much salt makes your body retaining water in order to hold that salt in suspension. It hinders you from losing weight. If you drink enough water or sip or skip excess salt consumption, your body will release all the excess fluids and therefore losing weight. Flour. Eliminate all white flour products from your diet. Breads, pastries, pastas, buns, rolls, and anything else made with white flour. Chapter 17. Self-discipline and physical fitness. Physical fitness specialists say that you need to exercise about 200 to 300 minutes per week to enjoy maximum levels of physical well-being. Among experts, the best time to exercise is in the morning. People who plan it in the evening often procrastinate because they're too tired or have other things to do. People who engage in aerobic exercise first thing in the morning have been shown to be brighter, more creative, and more intelligent throughout the day. The explanation is as follows. When you exercise in the morning, you drive hyperoxygenated blood into your cerebral cortex, the part of your brain you use for thinking, analyzing, and decision-making. This makes you wide, awake, and alert for several hours afterwards. To conclude, make exercise a part of your lifestyle. Chapter 18, Self-Discipline and Marriage. An interesting point People often say opposites attract. This is a misunderstanding. Opposites tend to attract only in one area, and that is temperament. This means that you will always be more compatible with a person 
who has an opposite temperament than you. In all other areas, especially in the areas of values, it is similarities that attract you. You will always be attracted to people who have the greatest number of values in common with yourself. All of love of any kind is a response to value. Tracy also talks about the male-female communication styles. Whereas a man can only process one sensory input at a time, a woman can process multiple sensory inputs. For example, a man cannot answer his telephone and watch television at the same time, whereas most women can cook dinner while talking over the phone and reading the newspaper. Men can only focus at one thing at a time. Women are multidimensional and at the same time, relationship experts, they are very sensitive to social dynamics. Chapter 19, Self-Discipline and Children Parents should be a role model for their children, requiring great responsibility and self-discipline. Chapter 20, Self-Discipline and Friendship. As Aristotle's also mentioned, man is a social animal. We learn who we are only through interacting with other people. It is therefore important that you become absolutely excellent at human relations. Psychologists tell us that everything we do is either in order to build our self-esteem or to protect it from being torn down by other people. Your self-esteem, how much you like yourself, is largely determined by your self-image which basically consists of three parts. The way you see yourself, the way you think others see you, and the way people actually do see you and treat you. You can only be truly happy, high self-esteem, when you feel that all three parts of your self-image are consistent. To gain self-esteem, check out Nathaniel Brandon's book, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. One of the secrets to building and maintaining excellent relationships and friendship is the law of indirect effect. This law states that you get almost everything in your relationships by approaching people indirectly rather than directly. For example, if you want to have a friend, first be a friend. If you want to have a friend, first be a friend. If you want people to like or respect you, you should first like or respect them. The deepest subconscious need that people have is the need to feel important. So whenever you make other people feel important, you raise their self-esteem and make them more happy about themselves. As a result, your own self-esteem will go up. This is key in having good friendships. Chapter 21, Self-Discipline and Peace of Mind. The ability to achieve your own peace of mind is the true measure of your success and happiness. Eckhart Tolle already talked about inner and outer purpose. He states that in order to fulfill your outer purpose or succeed in your outer world, you need to live in alignment with your inner purpose, which is being present to the moment. Tolly says that your inner purpose is primary and essential. Your outer purpose is secondary. Brian Tracy states that to succeed in the outer world, you need self-discipline to focus and concentrate. Work hard, take continuous action toward your goals, and become a better person. However, to succeed in the inner world, you need the opposite abilities. To achieve inner peace, you must discipline yourself to let go of everything that can disrupt your sense of inner peace or contentment in some way. This means that we have to practice detachment or separating yourself emotionally from certain things or ideas. The discipline of forgiveness is the key to the spiritual kingdom. It is how quickly you forgive and forget a negative experience that determines how mentally and emotionally healthy you are. Successful people get over a negative experience very quickly and get on with their lives. And that's a wrap on No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline by Brian Tracy. Subscribe to the, our channel 
and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. To find hundreds of written summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. And for hundreds of audio podcast summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. Like and share if you got something from this summary and comment on what one thing stood out for you. Thanks for watching and have yourself an amazing day. Take care.